Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome into this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, back with you for a full breakdown of some big games across the NFL and probably the biggest game, college or pro, of the weekend from the shoe in Columbus as undefeated Ohio State hosts undefeated Penn State. We got a lot to get after today, Mikey. It's always great to be with you. Uh, A winning week for the odds couple last week. That's what we do for all of our listeners. So we're going to try to make a little profit again here in week seven in the NFL. Yeah, Carm, it's good to talk to you and Brendan and everybody out there. Always pleased to do this show. It's uh, the it was the beginning. We're the pioneers. Fifth year. Uh, you know, I wonder uh, 20 years from now who's going to be our sponsor. Who's going to take us? You know. And I just hope that Carmen's around. That's me. But you know, as far as that concerned, Carmen was, yeah, you got that right. Two and zero, uh, ten five and one for one of the best in the business. Carmen DeFalco, and I go two and one. Yep. Uh, we were four and one all together. I'm 14, eight and one. I mean, folks, I mean, we're 24 and 13. And when I'm starting to get on Twitter and a couple emails, your show, I decided to do by more than, than uh, it's three people that have said it. Maybe the word is getting around your picks, regardless of if they're one or two picks, you guys, or four picks, because we don't take the board, folks. Right. We've been going with them this year, and we're winning, and that makes me feel good. It makes me feel great, absolutely. Yep. We'll give yep. out some best plays before we're done towards the end of the show. We'll talk to Luke Pergandy and some uh, ponies with Jim Miller, so we've got lots to break down. Mm-hmm. We'll start, as always, with our mm-hmm. beloved Bears. This is, uh, boy, this is an ugly duckling uh, along the lakefront this weekend. The Raiders aren't particularly good, even though they're 3-3. Three and three. The Bears, we know, aren't good at 1-5. and five. This will be the battle of the backups. Uh, I- I'm assuming it's going to be Aiden O'Connell. The Raiders have played this one tight to the vest. We know it's oh. not going to be Jimmy G. It'll be Tyson Bagent for the Bears as Justin Fields is injured. Little money has come in here on the Bears, Mike. This line is now down below the field goal. Bears catching 2.5 at home. Total is 37, the lowest on the board. Uh, you don't have much wiggle room with a total that low. The weather will be nice. I don't know what to expect, though, from either of these teams. Again, neither particularly good. And just watching the Raiders last week, even though they did hang on and win that game against the bad Patriots team, there is nothing that the Raiders are doing offensively or defensively outside of Max Crosby that inspires too much confidence right now. Yeah, I think now. turnovers. I mean, you got Crosby and the guys on defense. You got uh, the Bears, who are opportunists uh, when it comes to defensive. I think turnovers is going to uh, be the difference here. I want to say hi to my buddy who's uh, uh, flying in with the Raiders, JT the Brick, who's in town. I won't be able to hook up with you on Saturday, JT, but have a good time while you're in town. I would say this, that uh, I'm going to have a pick on this game uh, later on. Last week I had the the Vikings, uh, but you know, this is a, this O'Connell is an Earl Morrow lookalike, and if you remember Earl Morrow, he was good, uh, but he, he this guy's the opposite of Earl Morrow. He's not mm-hmm. good, can't read his own I think the Bears have an opportunity here to do something. I think Bajent, I think what we got to remember about him is he gets rid of the ball quick. Well, mm-hmm. you know who knows he gets rid of the ball quick? The other team now, mm-hmm. okay? They're playing with a different animal. I think DJ Moore, I think some of these guys may shine a little bit. I'm hoping for a big surprise. I'm hoping for a huge surprise on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think I you're, and I and I look forward to the the position that you take in the game, I and I, I feel kind of where you're going with it. I mean, yep. look, the Bears... 
against this Raiders team again that is not um, that is not doing much to inspire right now. I mean, Devontae Adams is chirping a little about how he's unhappy. He's banged up anyway, playing uh, with a bad shoulder. Belichick did what Belichick does, even though that team stinks. They really kind of quieted him and took him out of the game yeah. uh, last week. So you know, the Bears have a chance here. The way they've played defensively the last couple of weeks gives you maybe a little bit of hope. The problem for the Bears right now is some of the injury problem here, and uh, that Darnell Wright actually took a step back this week is a little bit scary because he went from being limited on Thursday, I'm sorry, on Wednesday to not practicing on Thursday. So Mike and I taping the show as always, we yep. tape the podcast on Fridays. We have no idea what the injury report's going to look like just yet for Friday, but it is something to track, folks. The Bears offensive line right now is just an absolute mess, Mike. Well, it is, but you know what? So are about 16 other offensive lines in football. And, like the know, Saints offensive line last night that they oh, had a yeah. piecemeal together, you know? And 16 teams have scored 21 points or under. Welcome to mm. the old NFL. Jeez. Yeah, I like to pop these things up. Carmen bumps wow. into me at coffee in the morning. He goes, you got something different? <laughs> or are you going to talk about the hot dog stand again? You know? And and I, I, I That's saw, a good stat. Uh, yeah, 16 teams. The, the, the league is at an all-time low. If you go to north to north and scroll down, I list 10 different things that I would change if I was a commissioner. I'd bring back the kickoff return. Uh, the pooch kick, if you will. No fair catches inside the end zone. Mm. You could do it outside the end zone. It's become a soft game. They don't practice. You got quarterbacks that can't play. It's the worst quarterbacking in history. Even the top quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Mahomes, they're all down. And when they're mm. down, everybody else is down. I'm staying with Justin Fields, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it. Now somebody said, Mike, how do we fix this? I go, I didn't want to break it when Trubisky and Rokon Smith and Montgomery were there. And those two guys are definite players there. But I'm keeping Justin Fields. I'm going to do this right. you got to build the trenches. Free agency, trade that one and two pick, pick up other picks, build your trenches. Then you see a different quarterback. Because you know why, folks? I saw Caleb Williams. Please, mm. dear Lord, I'm on my knees. I will abandon the Bear fans forever. If I hear one more knucklehead say he wants a USC quarterback, which is Ohio State West, who I saw play a big boy defense, Notre Dame, and he threw the ball off his back foot twice. He fumbled the ball, three interceptions, looked scared, and then he's telling people he wants ownership in the team, and then he's telling people, you know, you'd like to be in my size 12 and a half. No, buddy, I'm me, and I've been around for a long time, and I'm here to tell Bear fans, you don't walk, to put it in the words of Alan King in the movie Casino when he's talking to Ross, you run, you run away from Caleb Williams. Don't even go near him. Stay with Justin Fields another year. You can't give up on him. And for the people willing to throw Justin Fields overboard, you know what? How many quarterbacks are you allowed to back over a decade? Enough. Just keep this kid. I didn't like it to begin with. It's not up to me to fix. I loved Mitch. I still would love Mitch. If we things were better for everybody with him and other players on that team back then. But you got to keep Justin Fields with what's coming out, too, because they're all overrated in the Pac-12. It's called no D, period. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, on display in, oh. uh, in Washington last week. That was a some you know game, that shootout. Time? You know, the thing that's great when you're a talk show host, once in a while you bring something up and it comes to fruition. The next week I said to Carm, and Carm wasn't against it. I go, Carm, when, when Caleb Williams has two and a half seconds to pass, when he's got no offensive line on a last-place football team in the NFL, you will see the real Caleb Williams. I didn't have to wait. I wait the next night. 
against Notre Dame. He, he looked yeah, his like mechanics he looked, were ugly. You're oh right about God, that. Carl, it's like bad habits. Those bad habits, man. Ugh, that no. was ugly. Now, you talk about building crap. the Lions. The Lions have done that very, very well, and it's yep. why the Lions uh, continue to impress, Mike. Let's face it. Now, well, that's 13 why Jared and, Goff is great. He's got a line. Well, he's played fantastic. I, and I've never been a huge Jared no. Goff fan, but i got to give him credit. Uh, the Lions, in one of the more interesting games of the weekend, even though it's NFC versus AFC, I think uh, this is one of the better ones in Week 7. The Lions roll into Baltimore to take on a Ravens team uh, that I was extremely disappointed with, <laughs> even though they got me to the window and they My got God. the cover. Their they second half me. last week was terrible. Now terrible. they come back from London. They are laying three at home against Detroit. The Ravens are a very sharp play right now. Todd Furman gave it out yesterday. I know some other sharp betters that are all over the Ravens. I'm having a tougher time, Mike. I'm going to be honest with you. I have been unimpressed with the Ravens. I was unimpressed with their second half last week. A lot of people think their offense is really close to, like, I guess you'd say get going. I still have some questions about the Baltimore Ravens. I, I do not think John Harbaugh coached a great game last week. To me, the the slight lean all week had been on the lines, but I am definitely on the opposite side of the sharp money where the better the pro betters right now love Baltimore minus the three. Yeah, I'd probably not play this game. I would stay away, like I've said before. There's other games on the board. Carmen and I have been successful mainly with pro picks. Uh, I took Kentucky last week. They got off to a 14 nothing lead, and then they crapped the bed mm. in the second half. And that's the only loss that we had. Um, I'd stay neutral in this game. I don't even have a lean in this game. I will say this. Jared Goff is no different than any other competent quarterback in the NFL that's got an offensive line and some weapons. He was good when he was with the Rams. But people sour on quarterbacks. I mean, you see what's going on with Justin Field now. I didn't even want him. And now I'm battling people that want to get rid of him right away. So, you know, I I just see what the Lions are doing in Carm. You're a Ben Johnson guy. I love him. Ben Johnson tweaked Justin Field, but he knows Ben Johnson went to an offense that basically added on with running backs and line, extra linemen. They're a positive team, great front office. Can Ben Johnson get away with that with the front office of the Bears? We Good question. Know. Yeah, they, they've done it right in Detroit for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. And they keep uh, cashing tickets. If you've backed oh, the Lions, yeah. they're tied with the Dolphins for the best ATS record in the NFL this year, 5-1 and one against the spread. And since Dan Campbell arrived in Detroit in 2021, you've heard us say it, no team in the NFL has been better ATS than Detroit, now 28-12. and 12. Against the number, very, very impressive. So that should be one of the better games this weekend. We got I mean, a few that, other. Go ahead, I Mikey. Mean, I mean, seriously, if, if Dan Campbell, if you got a problem with him as your head coach, <laughs> he's been and you pretty step good. Up against them, what are you going to do about it? He's been pretty good. You go up against Everflus, you know, it's a different story. You got to give Campbell credit, man. I mean, he's doing it right. That staff yep. is good, like you said. Uh, they've been impressive in, the in Detroit. Office, all yep. those guys, they got new people in the front office. Bingo. We've got a few other good NFL games to break down, yep. and we'll give you some best plays later on. Penn State, Ohio State highlights probably any football game this weekend, college or pro. Very important game in the shoe. Uh, the big noon kickoff will be there for Penn State, Ohio State, and that's going to be an interesting one to watch. So we'll get into that. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the hot tickets with Luke Pergandy, talk about the hot tickets at uh, Prop Swap. You know, NBA season already starts next week. Phillies, baby. Phillies, how about it? We're going to update everything that's going on over at Prop Swap with you coming up next. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting started. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. 
This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you each and every week. Catch up on demand with the ESPN Chicago app. You can catch the Encore replay over the air on AM 1000 and FM 100.3 HD2 Saturday morning from 8 until 9. Speaking of apps, you better have the Prop Swap app because you can make money. You can buy and sell tickets. We tell you all the time. And uh, this time every week, we talk to one of the founding members. He joins us on the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. It's Luke Pergandy. Hi, Carm. Hi, Mike. What's up, brother? What's so up, bro? You're in Arizona. You're going to a, a very important and big game for tonight between the Phillies and the D-backs. The yeah. D-backs on the board with a walk-off winner last night. Uh, we had the Phillies last year. We thought about taking them again this year. We didn't. We went with the Twins. Never really had an opportunity to cash in. That but if sad. people were sitting on Phillies tickets, now might be the time, right, Luke? Is there you still a big sell. appetite for the Phils? Yeah. So, I mean, three out of these four teams remaining, Philly, Texas, and Arizona, all were massive long shots at some point during the season. Phillies were around 45-1. to one. Um, around the break, a little bit prior to that, of course, Texas and Texas was 101 preseason, and then Arizona, uh, Arizona was 101 like a month ago. Amazing, so, uh, just just a crazy story for Phoenix. Um, we at PropSwap, we always want parity. We want uh, competition because that uh, helps people sell tickets for fair prices, as opposed to if a series gets out to two zero or three zero. The losing team, the value is uh, craters, and then the winning team. People are like, "Well, why would I ever sell my ticket? My team's up three nothing." So, um, you know, we we are uh, rooting for parity, so we're rooting for for Arizona to even the series up. Um, they are currently eight to one. Arizona is, and then the Phillies are currently plus one fifty five. Uh, tons of tickets on both of those two, two teams. I'm proud of. See, Luke, if uh, what if I'm playing of those two specific situations. I'm selling my Phillies ticket right now based on what they might do. You saw what they did to Atlanta and everybody else. Arizona, I think you stay with them a game and see what happens. If they win again, then you can get rid of it. Would I be close to what is going on? Or is it something different in your eyes that you've seen? No, I agree. I mean, you called on the show. You said that before that Dodgers series against Arizona to – to take some cash and put it on Arizona Absolutely. at that point. So I, I continue to agree with you. Um, like I said, the market is at eight to one on Arizona and we have tickets at 11 to one. We have 13 to one. So you'll get great value, you know, $40 tickets. This is not, not earth shattering money. So if you want to take a stab at Arizona and see if they win tonight, uh, then flip it for three times what you paid for it after the game. Mm-hmm. We got options. There you go. Smart. Uh, uh, next week, NBA starts already. Celtics, your favorite, mm-hmm. uh, followed closely by the Bucks, the defending champion Nuggets, your third choice at about five and a half to one. But as we look for slightly longer odds, and this is trickier in the NBA, we know it. I mean, it's the it's much more predictable than these other leagues. We talk about it all the time. Certainly figures to be Celtics or Bucks or maybe the Nuggets again if they stay healthy. Chris Paul said Golden State's going to win the in-game uh, tournaments at the uh, in, <laughs> during the season, so it's good to see he's shooting for the Stars At least again. he's going for that. Yeah, well, I will tell the you, there, 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 there are two teams out 
out west that I would look at at slightly longer odds that could be prop swap specials, and that would be the Warriors, Warriors. and the Lakers. Now, I know a lot of that's going to be dependent on health, but Warriors and Lakers, both that double-digit odds, you can find the Lakers at some shops at about 14 to 1, Warriors somewhere probably around 10 or 12 to 1. I don't know, Luke. Like to me, those are two teams. If health goes accordingly, and I know it's tough to predict with the Lakers, especially at this point, I think they're two teams that could make a lot of noise in the Western Conference this year. I I completely agree. I think people people look at the NBA and it's just so star driven. Like that that's typically how the odds are set, which team has the most stars, and I get that. But if you look at the two last NBA Finals, you had the Miami Heat last year who were 100-1. to one. Mm-hmm. And then the year before that, the Boston Celtics who were also 100-1. to one. So, like, this, it's not always underdogs. Uh, it's, it's, it's not always favorites. It is a lot of times underdogs that can get to the NBA Finals. So, um, yeah, I would I would urge people to look further down that, that futures board. You know, maybe the Cavs at 30-1. to one. Mm. Uh, the Kings at 55 to 1. I would take a stab at the Kings. They look amazing last yeah, year. Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. But here's the thing Who are they talking about that has big odds? That's the team I would stay away from because if everybody's thinking it's going to happen, uh, what's Oklahoma City at? I'm hearing a I lot. love OKC, man. See, I that's love what OKC. I'm talking about. Where do they go? <laughs> yeah. Because you know what, dude? Yeah, I think like I'd take Cleveland. To one. Yeah. 80 to 1. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I'm hearing a lot of Oklahoma City, some good players, but. But Luke, it's the guys, the sleepers, the Clevelands, yeah. and other teams, right? That are thirty to one. That I think at least you got a fighter's chance with, right? Totally. Yeah. Totally agree. It's this last year. It's like I said, you got two concrete examples of long shots making it to the NBA Finals. They didn't yeah. win, but obviously with props off, you you can sell it once that team gets to the NBA Finals and make you know if you grab a Sacramento Kings ticket at fifty-five to one, you're selling it for thirty x. If they get to the finals. Yeah, and maybe everybody's right about Oklahoma City, just like you said. Uh, Miami Heat, we're 100 to 1. Oklahoma City's 80 to 1. Why couldn't they do it if we saw what happened last, yeah. uh, last year? Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. Uh, Luke, enjoy uh, AZ. Have fun in Scottsdale. Have fun at the game. Have a great weekend, buddy, and we'll catch up again next Friday. Okay, thanks, guys. Talk to you next See week. See you, buddy. There's oh, Luke Fernandez. Responsibly. <laughs> He's going to game four. Phillies and D backs. D backs with the walk off winner yesterday. And it's a then. Good uh, kid, LaBello. How, how about it? That Tori LaBello. I love him. And then, uh, and then the Astros, they, they, they've just got that championship Dusty. medal that we talk about. You know, I mean, uh, not going gentle. Now, I've tied up that series. Uh, game five is actually later this afternoon. Oh. In Globe Life, do you realize the the Astros? Boy, you talk about having a team's number, um, you know, in their own building. The Astros at Globe Life since the start of last year are now thirteen and I think it's thirteen and three yeah, and <laughs> against the just, Rangers down there. Yeah, we gave up Chris Sale. We won Boston a World Series. We gave up Abreu. He's hitting the ball well, now. That Tucker's struggling. He's hitting the ball. What a pickup he was. Who cares what he did during the regular season? He's, he's helping now. You're right about that. Well, yeah, you get out of town and you and and things start to happen. Boy, I will say this. The thing that I'm looking for in this series, I've been with Texas all the way. Uh, I've never made more money in the postseason ASM now because I've been riding Philly. Mm. I was mad at myself the other night. I went against them and lost 10 to nothing. I went to Arizona. I go, why would you do that, dummy? Then the next night I went, which was last night, Arizona again, and they won uh, 2 to 1. So I got that back. Texas has been with me. uh, But it's about analytics in me. The guys that are analytics. I see Dusty. He's got that binder. It's, I, I think it says go by the gut, the same with Bochi, and you got then 
Uh, the other guys, they seem to be analytically uh, the type of team. Uh, you know, sometimes that works. Like, I think Houston's analytics, kind, yeah, don't they, you? Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. that, that organization I been... think Texas is by the gut with Bochy. He doesn't want anything to do with them, basically. That's what he's been uh, phrased about saying. He goes more by the gut, which is fun. You can see which one's going to work. And so far, Houston's been pretty damn successful doing it their way. Yeah, absolutely. And the Rangers, too, to this point, they've been a great story that, mm-hmm. you know, you still worry about their pitching depth. But they go to their ace tonight, Montgomery, or this, later this afternoon. Montgomery's been great for them. And if he can get them a win and they can retake the lead here after jumping out 2-0 with those two wins in Houston, yeah. remember, it'll be real interesting. Remember Eric always said, you always think you're right. Remember that argument yeah. me and him got yeah. it? I said, how would I think I'm right? He goes, tell me when you're wrong. And I had to confess, I am wrong about uh, this one person. I should have, and I think you probably agree. 90% of the field, I went with the public on this, and I should have known better. And I know that I'm one of the few that will admit he was wrong. I was the guy that said I would never sign to Harper to 12 years. Mm. Ever. I love Harper. I love, I love Harper. I mean, how do you I, not, I got, right, Well, Mike? he shows me, but uh, I'm going to admit it. Yeah. I thought the years were too much. I thought he was a great player, but I said, does uh, injuries come into play? Mm. You're seeing what's happened to Trout and Otani. You know, is that going to happen to Harper? Oh, my God. And he's my kind of guy. Never smiles. It's all business, man. All business. Got rid of all the commercials. Yeah. Got, yeah. got rid of all that. He's making enough money. He's got a good, he's probably good Stays home a lot, gets ready to play and kick everybody's ass. He's just been fantastic. And Trey Turner. Yeah. Oh my God, that's like they everybody they've all the guys that they've added. You know, they've oh. done it really in a in a different way. They've spent money. Uh, it's not always a recipe for success. Castellanos but they, has been on ten teams. I mean, but you know, and like Schwarber, Castellanos, Schwarber. Um, you, you can afford Turner. Schwarber on the Phillies. You can't afford him on the Cubs. I think I was. People were right about him to get rid of him, but maybe get more for him or whatever happened. Just they non-tendered him. It's like man, you can't. I mean, but a one ninety-seven hitter leading off. That's all. Those homers are big, but. Can, some teams can carry a guy like that and yeah. do things like that. Yep. Like the Eagles, you know? Yeah. Remember what was the defensive tackle? They said, Jaylen you know, Carter. Carter. Yeah. They said he's the perfect team, and he's he, and he he's is. Been he great. To he's be. been yeah. absolutely, absolutely great. It's a good call. All right, coming up, we will uh, get back into some football here. We want to talk Penn State, Ohio State, oh. some other big NFL games in Week 7. Jim Miller's got ponies a little later on, and then we'll give you best plays. Don't go anywhere, folks. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside this week's episode of the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We are presented, as always, by Circa Resort and Casino, and Circa's now live here in Illinois. Uh, let's, uh, before we get back into some NFL games, talk about probably the biggest football game of the weekend, college or pro. It is Penn State and Ohio State. It's one of those dreaded uh, 11 o'clock yeah. kicks, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, but this no should one. be a good one. Penn State uh, going on the road 6-0 against the 6-0 Buckeyes from the shoe where Ohio State is laying Four and a half. Uh, the real big move here all week has been the under, which has just been obliterated from about 48, 48 and a half uh, at open down to 45, 45 and a half. These are two of the best defenses in the country. Both are top five in points per game allowed, yards per play allowed as well. Penn State has played the likes of Iowa, Illinois, Northwestern, and UMass, so I don't know how truly great that defense is. I guess we'll find out as they step up in class a little bit this week. At least the Buckeyes, Mike, have played 
a couple of teams with a pulse offensively. Notre Dame, uh, Maryland primarily being the two. But we're going to find out a lot about both these defenses, and we'll see just how real Penn State is. Uh, they've been great. They've covered 13 consecutive games, if you can believe it. But this will be their toughest test in a long time going into the horseshoe this weekend. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I've heard people say that this might be Franklin's best team. Mm-hmm. And this might be Day's worst team uh, as far as Ohio State teams go. Yeah, especially uh, on offense, right? Yes. Yeah. So you look at that. I've been down to Penn State, but it's at the Horseshoe. It's a different story. Right. They got there two and a half points. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They don't give out the Buckeye leaves like they used to, the helmet scene there. Uh, <laughs> really? I mean, I remember guys, they played two games, the whole, the whole helmet was covered. You know? Remember that? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, they show up on time. Absolutely. Give them a leaf. You know, they got, a, they got a D. Give them a leaf. <laughs> give them a leaf. leave. Give them a leaf. Give them a Buckeye. I mean, my God, I even would have gotten a leaf, you know? <laughs> he, he showed up to class once. Give them a leaf. Oh, uh, but, but seriously, I'm looking at it, and I'm saying it's a stay-away game for me. I think the money's going to be split. Uh, you know, you're hearing the under, but it's 48. And well, it's just plummeted. I mean, all the value's yeah. gone. Four, I'm looking at it right now. It's 45 and a half. I saw 45 earlier this morning. It's just been hammered. I You've lost all the over. value. I, you know, I mean, I put couch change on the over. Coach is contrarian. I like wonder when some of that buyback happens. You're right. That's a you good know, point. When is that? When is somebody going to explode? You know, it's just like some NFL teams. I mean, this week I'm seeing like the biggest odds are like one game, six and a half. Yeah. Everything else is three. And you're saying to yourself, is somebody going to finally look good? Is somebody going to explode this week? And you keep getting the same under type of stuff. So yeah. you saw New Orleans last night. Ohio State, Penn State, you don't even have to bet. You can watch it. Sit Not and watch many games it. I can say that. Great way to start your Saturday, That's right? That's exactly right. Yep. And, and there's other games to bet. Even the 11 o'clock, put some couch change on something early, and then you'll be able to jump on something bigger. I have no plan. There you go. Me neither. Uh, yeah. and back to the NFL where uh, Mike just hinted at one of those bigger point spreads. It's the New England Patriots off of another dreadful performance going back home to host their division rival Buffalo Bills. The Patriots getting eight points total in the game, just 40 and a half. I find it interesting, we don't need to do too much of a breakdown no. here, but that this will be just the third time in the Belichick era that the Patriots are a division dog of seven-plus points at home. It happened during the COVID year when it was Stidham and Cam Newton under center for the Patriots. They were seven-point dogs against these very Bills. They got hammered that day. They lost 38-7. to The only other time it happened, Mike, you got to go all the way back to September 30th, 2001, and that is a very... Uh, sort of pivotal, crucial day in NFL history because September 30th, 2001 was Tom Brady's first career start. They were 11 and a half point underdogs against Peyton Manning and the Colts. And before you say, Carmen, what are you talking about? How is that a division game that's before realignment? And the Indianapolis Colts were in the same division at that time with the New England Patriots. So it's only happened twice in the Belichick era. This will be the third time that they're a division dog of this many points. And with that said... I can't back them. I'm done. I've been burned by New England three times this year, Mike. In six weeks, I am done I was betting waiting the Patriots. For the explosion. You, were, you, were more, you were Morgan Freeman at the beginning of your narrative, and you turned into Hulk Hogan at the end. That's you it. know I'm what I'm saying? I'm done with them, Mike. I mean, I understand. Look, you don't trust them. That's it. That's it. Uh, I mean, the eight and a half looks attractive. The system tells me to lean mm. New England. Yeah. And, uh, I can Bump- see that. Yeah, because Josh Allen is not all that, folks, this year. He's had some real good games. He's had some bad games. Uh, I'm not enamored with their skill position players. They've lost some defensive uh, players. They have a lot of injuries. 
I mean, but you see what's going on. And once again, I make people mad when I say we don't pick games on this show just to pick games. I would stay away from this game no matter what. There you and go. I could, but a lean on New England if you want to take it. You take Buffalo, they should win by 30. Yeah. The spread should be more than 10. There it's not going to happen. That's how bad New England is. Are they going off reputation of what they used to be? Or are they basically getting more points than they should. That's right. up to you. Yep, yeah. Chargers-Chiefs this weekend. Extra time to prepare for the Chiefs and the Chargers playing on the short week. This is a brutal spot for the Chargers. Look, I'm a I'm a huge Justin Herbert fan. You know, Mike was just talking last segment about Bryce Harper. I'm a huge Herbert fan, but sometimes you just got to call it like you see it. These last two weeks... And, and really, the season as a whole, uh, it has not been good. I, I just I expect more from him. He's got to elevate uh, the guys around him, and I, I know it's not always easy. He lost his center; that's never a good thing. Corey oh, Lindsley's a, a Pro Bowl caliber player, Mike, but yeah. Justin Herbert's got to be better. In these right. last two weeks, he has not been good. Uh, Thirty quarterbacks with at least forty snaps the last two weeks. He's quarterback twenty six mm-hmm. in completion percentage over expectation. Uh, flat out, Justin Herbert's got to start playing better. Well, he has done well in Arrowhead. I'll give him that. He's 2-1 and one straight up, 3-0 and oh against the number uh, in Arrowhead in his career. One of those games, though, was without Patrick Mahomes playing. you got to stop believing like Carmen was talking about the other game. You stop believing about New England. Justin Herbert, first of all, when Carmen told me two, three weeks ago, he said, uh, you know what, he's not in the Super Bowl yet. I, that ship has sailed with me because I heard the the coach taking the blame. Now, it's popular to blame the coaches, and a lot of times you're right, okay? I blame the nuns for me spending two years in seventh mm. grade. But <laughs> I had some responsibility as a guy that should have done my homework and should have cared. I didn't. So, you know, I'm, 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 I've stepped back. I go, oh, why is she keeping me back? Herbert had two bombs. He could have put more air under the ball, totally. like Carmen says, yeah. and made the other guys look better. He overthrew them both. He, he had Keenan Allen potentially Absolutely. on two touchdowns, Mike, yeah. and he, he missed them both. It's I just, saw it can't with my happen. own eyes. Can't happen. Just like I saw Caleb Williams. You know, somebody's going to say, well, he's good. He's in the Pac-12. It's not the best conference. It's the worst defensive conference going. I, I don't need to see him play a Pac-12 game. I only had to see Caleb Williams once. And I only have to see Herbert after a pretty good sampling to know he's part of the problem right now. He's not the solution, and that's bad yeah. for $240 million bucks. Because he's better than this, I think. So Absolutely. you're right. He's got to get better. Absolutely. Yep. Steelers go on the road coming out of bye uh, at the Rams. They might be on the road, but that will make no mistake, folks. Uh, that will be a home game in Los Angeles for the yep. Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they'll definitely have home field advantage. Mike well, Tomlin, as a dog of three-plus points, we talk about it all the time, and the Steelers are catching three. 33-19-2 against the number, and Tomlin is 12-4 and four straight up following a bye. The Steelers have not inspired much confidence, but uh, I do have a little bit of a maybe a slight lean towards right. the Steelers this week catching those points coming well, out of the bye. you've been a Steeler guy, yeah. and I've been you know, a Steeler guy because of Mitch and other things on that team, but... And for the Steelers fans going down there, you know, be prepared for the questions from your your significant others. Where are the smokestacks? <laughs> There's grass, you know, as you as you're actually as you're actually seeing people walk around completely in a, something other than black and orange or, right, or black yeah. and yellow. Black and you yellow, know, yeah. uh, I, it's a no play for me. I I could give you reasons on both sides, mm. both sides. I mean, I mean, can you say to me that the Steelers are walking into? Uh, even though they got the fan base with them, that they're going to, you know, with the construction hats. Hard to trust that offense right now, Mike. Absolutely. It is. And then L.A., you don't know what you're going to get. They they come out when they want to, but they win games. They cover the spread sometimes. Hey, 
Stay away, baby. There we it's, go. These low spreads, folks. Yeah. Is a lot of them this week. Mike's right gotta about that. Got to be careful, man. All right, coming up, we'll get some ponies from Jim Miller, and then we'll give you uh, our best plays before we're out of here. Remember to catch up on demand all weekend with the ESPN Chicago app. You'll get the Encore replay this Saturday morning from 8 until 9. We'll come right back with Jim Miller. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. It's Mike and Carmen with you each and every week. Catch up on demand with the app. You can listen uh, on AM 1000 and FM 100.3 HD2 Saturday morning from 8 until 9. And it is time for some ponies, one of the best handicappers in the country. All he does is win, win, win. The expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse, where the harness meet is going strong at Chicago's hometown track. He joins us now on the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. Say hi to Jim Miller. Jimmy! Hello, boys. We had another win last weekend with Night of Champions. Yep. It was a really good night of racing. $1.2 million in purses. So it, it was great. It was a great setup because now the next focus is the Breeders' Cup. We're two weeks away from that. Two-day event, 14 Breeders' Cup races. It's going to be a really great weekend of racing at Santa Anita. Can't wait for that. Uh, looks like we've got a pretty good weekend in store for racing. The temperature's pretty mild. The rain has kind of moved out. So uh, what uh, type of track conditions do you guys expect this weekend, Jimmy? Yeah, so things look like they're going to be really good, which is a good thing because what happens is the more moderate weather, especially on the harness end of things, keeps more horses in town because eventually some will be heading south for the winter. Some will head out to California. But if we can get a couple more months of some mild weather, it keeps that field size up, provides a lot more value, and that's really what we want to see. You know, when you talk about harness racing, you know, we, we've talked about uh, the movies about racing, horse racing and car yep. racing. If you were making a, a, a harness racing movie, I don't even know if there is one, to be honest with you. Chariot uh, Ben-Hur. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's the, the one I love. You get. That's what everybody describes By the way, it, it was Charlton Heston night the other night on TCF. Let's, <laughs> let's awesome. move forward. Uh, but, but how would you, is it more of an industrial type film where you explain the the harness racing industry or is there a storyline is there somebody you knew that you could write a movie about or a horse uh, that was a character or so to speak you know what the thing about it is you have some of these harness horses that are kind of more of that war horse because like thoroughbreds it's very rare that you see even 30 or 40 starts 50 starts in a career we have harness horses that are making start number 200 on their mm. career mm -hmm. because these are horses that race every other week. So it's kind of those war horse type of things. But then it is so stories of people that, OK, you know what? I wasn't small enough to be a jockey, but I loved horses, but I could become a harness driver. A guy like Dave McGee who's right. won nearly 9000 races is crazy. a guy who is one of the greatest of ever to follow those kind of stories is really kind of the cool thing. And then turn it into almost like a days of thunder type of thing where you're putting yeah. all the shots on the bike and the horse and there that. Go. I think that's kind of the way you make the movie out of it. There you go. All right. Where are we wagering this weekend, Jimmy? Where's uh, the good action? All right, so we got two races at Keeneland, one at Hawthorne. So we're going to bet all these horses across the board. The first one has a great horse name. Race six at Keeneland on Saturday, the five. Dr. Venkman, bet oh, that one across the great. board. Hopefully Bill Murray's showing up out there. <laughs> then race nine, bet the seven, Alva Star across the board. Ooh. And then go to Hawthorne, race number five, the four. One R and the star, bet that one across the board as well. And make some money for an NFL Sunday. All right, so uh, Lexington, Keeneland, a couple of races on Saturday. The sixth race, the five horse across the board, and then race nine 
the seven horse across the board, and then Hawthorne on Saturday, race five, the four horse across the board. Is that right? That's right, boys. Let's build the bankroll. Sounds good. Jimmy, we'll talk to you next week. All right, you got it, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! There is Jim Miller with some horses. He was in the winner's circle again last week. Uh, we had a nice winning weekend yep. for everybody, as Mike told you earlier, four and one for the odds couple against the number last week. So it's that time, Mike, as we get ready to wrap things here, let's try to identify a couple of best plays for everybody this weekend. Well, you know what? I also want to let everybody know that uh, we will be on the bonus play at 147, one and one last week. Kentucky loser, Washington Redskins cover for me. Uh, so I'll be on with Carmen Yurko also. On the bar room, though, uh, if you can go to my Twitter handle or the bar room, the bookie priest was a rear interview. <laughs> the best. <laughs> the ladies and gentlemen, this last week he uh, downplayed me, but that's fine. You know, we have our, our issues. But uh, I'm working on a new a new character, and uh, it's going to be basically uh, uh, based after – it's going to be called Joe Bearden, okay? And anytime somebody brings up Caleb Williams to me, I'm going to say, whatever you do, don't, don't. Don't. Okay? So, that's the first thing I wanted to get out. Second thing, tonight, forget about it. Tomorrow, forget about it. No, it's Sunday. And you know what? There's a bet out there that I thought both sides can take, and it's fun. Um, it's how many will, will the field, the whole field of NFL teams, score a touchdown? Mm. Plus 450. Okay? Uh, I would, my pick is going to be, I'm betting that they won't, okay? Uh, so it's basically minus 470 that somebody's going to kick just a field goal okay. or have six points and no touchdowns. But you can go both sides if you want. Put a little bit less maybe on this. Go go both ways on this a little bit. In case it does happen, maybe put couch change on every team scoring at least one touchdown play, in the all NFL. Right. All right, I like you it. You like that, Getting don't you? a little you different. All right, yeah, there we I go. I try to be that way. I, I got a haircut, too. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll go for uh, one NFL game here, and then I think I got a college game I want to give out, too. But Me we're going to go to the Sunday night game. This should be a thriller. Dolphins, Eagles. Uh, from Philly, the Eagles really went down their leg at uh, the Meadowlands last week. Yes, I don't anticipate did. that happening again. Miami, as good as they've been, and they're so much fun, they're really stepping up in class against this Eagles front um, and that Eagles rush defense specifically. Dolphins like to run the ball. They're at about a 55-45 split pass to run this year. The average defensive rank, though, are the teams that the Dolphins have faced in terms of defensive rush success rate is 21st. Now they're stepping up, like I said, against this Eagles front, which should have Jalen Carter back. The injury news has been very good this week for the Eagles. Looks like Darius Slay is going to return. Looks like Lane Johnson is going to play. Uh, and conversely, Dolphins uh, haven't been particularly good at stopping the run. Eagles are one of only three teams with more than 200 rushing attempts this season. No offense in the NFL has more expected points added via the run than the Eagles. I think they get it done. I think they win by a field goal. I like Philly minus the two and a half this weekend in the Sunday night game. That's a beautiful thing, and I got an NFL game for everybody. Buddy. Do it. Uh, I guess the Cleveland Browns are back. <laughs> that uh, defense is good, there. man. Defe- oh, that defense is good. The Mike. uniforms are great. Wow. The stadium's outstanding. <laughs> New helmets. Exactly everything. I've been hearing they're crawling right up the ladder. Who's quarterbacking for them? <sighs> PJ Walker, probably. Yeah. And Indy Annapolis has um, Minshew, right? That's right. <laughs> Minshew Mania. I'm taking Indy. All right, the, the home dog. 
Cleveland, who has established themselves because they played an absolutely decimated San Francisco 49ers. In in a weather game, too. Bad weather. Yeah, it's a good call. Okay, baby. Beautiful. All right, I'll give you one more. We'll do a college game. I um, love college games. I'm I'm I, I'm gonna hold my nose. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. Give me the close. Mike, bit. I'm telling you, Mike. Be uh, hand me that. I might have to be. You might have to. Uh, I should have my head I examined. I love Iowa. I love it that they're different and they win games from 1950. That's another one too. I'm not even giving that one out. But come on, uh, Mario Cristobal. You basically, if you he's bet, a hell of an opera singer. I tell you, right? Isn't yeah. he's one of the great tenors. Better it, that it, than it, the damn coach. A hundred percent. So <laughs> I should probably have my head examined. If you've bet Mario Cristobal's come teams. On. Going all the way back to Oregon. Basically, you've burned money, but I'm going to put a little of my money on Miami at home catching the three Saturday night against Clemson. Look, the the, the Tigers are outside the top 65 in yards per play. They've been held under 25 points in half their game so far this season. I just don't know that I trust that offense going on the road, uh, laying those three points in a big conference game, in a night game. Uh, Again, Tyler Van Dyke, he's been very shaky up and down, lots of turnovers the last couple weeks. I know he's dealing with a little bit of a leg injury, but I'll back Mario Cristobal this time and maybe this time only. I do like the Canes catching the three against Clemson this week. You got to hope that, you know, that was the night that, you know, Jagger sings the whole set list of the Stones, (laughs) but forgets at the end the the words to satisfaction in front of of 50,000. Thanks. I love it. Let's go, Cristobal. So there we go. There are the plays. Listen, we thank everybody, as always, for listening. We have a lot of fun doing this. We appreciate you. Thank you to Brendan Riley for producing. Eric Ostrowski, our executive producer. And thanks to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller for joining us. And Mike, you have a great weekend, buddy. Enjoy the nice weather. Happy wagering. And we'll do it again coming up next Friday. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000.